Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Today we're about to have some uh, interesting black conversation. Uh, you know, you guys know how we do it. We keep it all black up in here and uh, we tell the truth. And uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about Joe Biden. And I'm going to talk about this thing called benign neglect. This thing called benign neglect that is, uh, has been kind of the standing Democratic Party policy toward black Americans for the last 40, 50 years. Um, let me know if you can hear me okay, because uh, I got a lot to say today and um, I'm gonna break some of this down for you. So if you could take one moment, please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button, because we're gonna get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. I want to, first of all, just do a sound check. Uh, can you hear me? Let me know if you can hear me and you can see, or not one, well, maybe not see me. You can't see me because I'm, I'm having to do audio today because I'm in Atlanta. Give me a yes in the chat. Everybody put a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Also, shout out the name of your city. I'd like to know what cities you guys are coming from. And I see you, Cindy Loper and uh, Chris and uh, Andre says, yes, I can hear. Thank you for helping me with the sound check. Sherman, Deontay, Glenn Wright. Also, as we dig into this very important conversation, which has to do with uh, Mr. Biden, a.k.a. Jim Crow Joe, whatever you want to call him, that old that old dude in the White House where we kind of wonder if he's if he's a little too old to be in the White House. And uh, and, and, and before we dump into that, could you do me a favor and just know that uh, we've got, you know, there's all this white media everywhere. We're inundated with white media, MSNBC gives you one ear of propaganda. Fox News gives you another ear of propaganda. CNN gives you a third ear of propaganda. Well, we want to we wanna make sure black people's voices are in the mix. So if you can help us support black media by hitting the thumbs up button right now, everybody hit the thumbs up button right now and subscribe right now. Subscribe and hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live right now. Uh, I would appreciate that very much. So give me a yes in the chat after you do that. Uh, I see Cairo from uh i said wait, where were you from cairo man cairo i missed your city i see lw from atlanta i'm in atlanta right now about to go home uh marvin uh from charlotte north carolina uh arnold from minneapolis uh perlene from pittsburgh all right so let's get it cracking let's get started all right so uh how many of you give me a yes or no how many of you are aware that joe biden <laughs> he's such a superhero to everybody else right uh joe biden just signed a bill to give $6 billion, billion with a B, like b- 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 a billion, $6 billion uh, to Afghan refugees that are coming in from Afghanistan. How many of y'all are aware of that? Give me a yes if you uh, have, if you saw that, that, that crazy, crazy statistic. It was really the freakiest thing I've ever seen. Um, I was utterly stunned that, uh, that he gave them that much money. 
Um, I was, you know, I, I just, I mean, I, what, I was stunned, but I wasn't stunned. You know how you say you're surprised, but you wasn't surprised. Like I expected it, but I didn't expect it, but I did expect it. Right. And why did I, why do I say it that way? Well, because, because this has kind of been par for the course for black people, right? This is par for the course. Um, you know, we are, we are to some extent, we are the political and economic hose of America. You know, black people have been seen as the, the economic side chicks, you know, the side chick, like, like we, we, uh, we're expected to show up when they need us. Right. We love, and we love it. We like that role, right. We enjoy being the political and economic side chicks, right. We enjoy showing up for America when America needs us. We, we brag about that. Right. After the last election, after the last election, I saw a few memes. Tell me, give me a yes or no. If y'all saw some of these memes, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just pointing out y'all know me. Sometimes I get in trouble because I, I actually speak, you know, the truth according to voice. And I observe what I see and I recite what I see. And then people get mad at me because I'm reciting what I saw, but I'm like, but I saw it. I got to say it. And how many of y'all saw memes after the election where you had people bragging about the fact that black people saved the democratic party, particularly black women. They, they, I saw literally, I saw memes. I'm not making fun of anybody. I promise you, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just, I just want to kind of help you observe some things. I saw memes that said black women saving y'all again, black women saving the democratic party again. Right. Anybody remember that? Right. Anybody remember that? So, so we love to brag about how we're saving everybody else. We, we like that for some reason, there's something in us that is like self-sacrificing. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe we're just that wonderful. I mean, God bless us for that, but there's a, there's a thin line between being a good person and just being flat out stupid. You know, there's a thin line between, between being a loyal supporter and just playing yourself, you know? And, and so, so to some extent, when I see our relationship with the Joe Bidens of the world, it takes me back to slavery where you had uh, some of these poor women who uh, breastfed the white, white woman's baby while your own baby was at home starving to death, right? Spend time with, with master's kids instead of your own. Did master's work, but master wasn't doing your work, right? I mean, am I lying? Am I lying? I'm, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings today. I mean, it's a Sunday. I, Lord knows I don't want to be a mean man on a Sunday, but God, come on, man. Come on. So so Joe Biden, uh, in the, in the you know, American tradition of benign neglect, in the tradition of making uh, black people look as stupid as possible on a regular basis, goes and he signs, uh, he signs this bill that gives eight, $6 billion to Afghan refugees, which, which again, this is, I, I want to make it clear. I am not, I have nothing against any, 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 any immigrant group. I really don't. I, I, I'm not, this is not anti-Afghan. This is not anti-immigration. This is not, you know, uh, some, some old, uh, white nationalist conversation. This is just really saying, <laughs> what about black people? Hey, when, when we going to get to eat too? Hey, boss. Hey, Master. We, hey, Master. That was good, man. That was, Master, that was nice. You gave him some chicken. You gave him $50. You gave him a free horse. Master, when, 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 when is I going to eat too? Master, I'm, I'm next, right, Master? Right, boss? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you're, you're next, Bucky. I'm, I'm going to take care of you. I promise. Right? That's kind of been the role of black people for several hundred years. We have been um, uh, those political and economic side chicks who uh, are expected to show up whenever, uh, whenever daddy needs us. But yet when we need them, they don't show up for us. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Some of y'all, for some of y'all, I'm preaching to the choir. I mean, some of y'all already understand this. 
Well, I'm really kind of doing this just to stick a pin in that. I'm like, let's stick a pin in that because people forget things, right? What they lean on in, in politics in America, in my view, is they lean on the fact that that America, particularly the internet, has a memory that's about four days long. Like the internet, I paid attention to this. I've been, you know, I've done about almost 18,000 videos like this, 18,000 videos. I was doing stuff like this over a decade ago. And let me just tell you, in the 18,000 videos I've, I've, I've done, where I've looked at analytics, remember I'm a, I'm a scientist. I look at statistics and data and all that. I'm trained in statistics at a very high level. That, my, that's what I did for my PhD program. And what I noticed is that the internet just doesn't remember anything. The internet kind of forgets really fast. So what they're leaning on is this, and this is why I'm saying let's stick a pin in that. I'm talking to intelligent black people out here, not just, you don't have to be intelligent. You just got to want to be intelligent. You have to value intelligence over ignorance. I'm saying to you, let's stick a pin in that because I want us to come back to this day and this video in a, in a couple of years, right? I want, I want us to come back to this moment. Actually, maybe less than that. I want us to come back to this very moment. Exactly how you, let me ask you, how many of you feel really pissed off right now? Like how many of you, give me a guess in the chat, if you see, if you saw this headline and you said, Mata Aka, right? I'm not going to cuss today because it's a Sunday. How many of y'all were like cussing Biden out in your mind when you saw this? How many of y'all were just like, oh my God, are you serious? Like how many of you were pissed? Like, give me a guess. Let's, 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 let's stick a, again, let's stick another pin in that emotion. I want us to really meditate on the, how we feel right at this very moment. Right. And I want you to process that. Right. My wife is a therapist. She teaches me how to process my emotions. Like she's like, boys, you're getting triggered. Calm down, boys. Calm down. And she starts rubbing my hands like I'm a, <laughs> like I'm some sort of angry bear or something. And I'll be like, OK, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mama. See, that's that's what a good black woman does. She can soothe the savage beast. So I want you to, to focus and meditate on the savage beast and get in touch with your emotions. And I want you to keep this memory, this emotional memory in mind. When they show up at your church and uh, you got you're going to have Joe Biden or some Democratic politician sitting next to your bootlicking pastor and they're going to be swaying with the with, with the choir as they sing in, you know, oh, oh, happy day or something and eating barbecue chicken at the same time. And they're telling you to come out and bring your booty to the pole or bring your souls to the polls. I, I want you to just remember this emotion when that happens. I want you to remember this emotion. A year or two from now, when the when the Democrats and their Negro surrogates get your favorite rapper, you know, everybody, all the rappers want to be babies now. So it's got like you got the baby, you got Lil Uzi, then you got Lil Baby. So all the rappers want to be Lil Baby. So let's say Lil Baby Infant, whatever your favorite rapper is. I'm sure some rapper will come out like literally wearing diapers and calling himself like I'm the littlest baby. Right. Like that's for some reason, these black grown black men want to be babies. And so they're going to take your favorite rapper. A little baby infant, and they're going to have him showing up at Democratic Party uh, fundraisers and saying, well, little baby infant says you should show up and vote for us. And then you say, well, why am I voting for you? What did you do for me? And then some black person is going to be there and say, shut up. Stop doing that. The Republicans are going to kill us. They're going to kill us, y'all. If you don't get the Republicans out of it, they're going to kill everybody. Hide your wife, hide your kids. Oh, my God. They're killing everybody. Right? That's what they do. They like to play with your emotions. They manipulate you. They play you like a side chick, right? And if you're always that stupid, then you're going to keep getting played. Why wouldn't they play you if you're that stupid? Seriously, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, you're making billions of dollars. You get a chance to have power with no accountability. 
who wouldn't sign up for that deal? So, so don't get mad at Biden. Don't get mad at Biden. Don't get mad at Obama. Don't get mad at these people. They're just being logical. You're being emotional. You're being emotional. You know, I, I told you guys I'm a good poker player. I went up to South Dakota with my wife not too long ago. She ran a half marathon, and I said, baby, I'm not running anything more than a 10K because I'm too fat, and it makes me tired. And so I just went there for moral support. And uh, when I got there, I, I went, and um, I, I don't. I tell you all this sometimes, but I'm a really good poker player, and poker is a great game. I don't like to gamble, but I like poker. It's a great game of strategy, psychology, and math. Those are three areas I'm pretty strong at, you know. And so I sit down at the poker table with these three white dudes, and they don't really they don't assume that the black guy has a PhD in finance and can do probabilities in his head and can really understand all these nuances that other people don't. So I sat down at this table and my wife, had, uh, I, I didn't have any money. She gave me 200 bucks that she had. And I said, here, let me just play. Let me play poker for a while. I haven't played for a while. So I sat down at the table and uh, I, and within an hour, I took the $200 and I turned it into $587, right? Literally, I almost tripled the money. So all these guys are pissed, right? It's South Dakota. So they don't have, they, their, popula- their black population is like 12, right? So I'm sitting there thinking, man, should I run out of this building? I can't walk out because they go, you know, they're going to come try, try to kill me. They're going to jack me in the parking lot, right? And uh, and and so so I made all this money and I took my wife to a nice steak dinner after I took all these dudes money because they didn't understand how good I was at the game of poker. And here's what, here's what I, I want you to understand. When I think about politicians, I think about the game of poker. Here's the deal. In the game of poker, um, if you're logical and the other person is emotional, the logical person is going to win. When I play poker, I'm very logical. I mean, I don't get I just I try to control my emotions. I don't get mad. If you take all my take a bunch of my money, I I, I calm my nerves so that I don't make bad decisions. I want to make logical decisions. And so I logically and systematically cash financially castrated every guy at that at that table. That was I just had a good day and I'm pretty good. And that's how it worked. Yeah. Right. So 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 my point here is this. Politics is the same damn way. If you are playing a game with these politicians, their game is how do we get these Negroes to vote for us, even though they know that we have screwed them repeatedly over and over again? How do we get their support if if they know for a fact that communities like parts of Baltimore and other places. I was in Baltimore last week. That's why it's on my mind. Part, you know, we, we, we got communities that have been run by Democrats for decades that are absolute trash, that are torn to pieces. Babies getting shot in the street, trash cans everywhere, rats rolling through people's houses, bur- abandoned, torn down buildings, like, like nothing coming, right? That's $6 billion that they dropped that $6 billion into parts of Baltimore where they're building a black Wall Street. Like, like th- there will be so much prosperity there. Think about this. I went I went to Baltimore. I saw Black Wall Street where black people had taken over like 10 city blocks to run black businesses. And most of them were were, were, were small little shops and in front of the shops they had set up and they were making like probably millions of dollars in, in transactions right there on that block. What if that six billion dollars went down to that Black Wall Street in Baltimore? What if they wrote a check and said, we're going to go to a lot of these urban neighborhoods where black people are are, are trying to do something, trying to make something out of nothing. And we're going to give them six billion instead of giving it to some people that ain't put a, a nickel into this country. We're going to give this money to those black folks so they can go build something. Imagine how much your community would change overnight. Says I know a whole lot of smart black people who could find a lot of great things to do with six billion dollars. I know Marcus Klein, who runs Freedom Home, Freedom Home Academy International. I gave him a donation of five thousand dollars. My cousin Tippy gave him a few thousand more, and and we said we'd like to do more, but we this is this is what we can do right now. We'll do more later, but this is the most we can do. What if you gave Marcus Klein a check for ten million? What do you think he could do with all those babies he's educating on a shoestring budget? This is what you're dealing with. 
This is what you're dealing with. This is my point. My point is to say that that when they come and they try to get your vote, <clears throat> they're asking themselves this question. They're saying, damn, we have screwed over this community and ignored the hell out of them and not given them any of our resources for a long time. If I were them, I wouldn't vote for me. If I were myself, if I'm if I were, if, you know, I mean, if Joe Biden was being asked to vote for for a, a group of people that have done nothing for them, he, he's like, damn, I wouldn't do it. I'm not stupid enough to vote for myself. But black people are magical. There's something magical in, about black people and and that they, they just have this history of forgiveness. Like they can literally forgive you of anything. Only 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 the black community <clears throat> as a community that's so intriguing. Let's use the word intriguing. I'm not going to say stupid. I'm going to say intriguing that Dylan Roof could run up in a in a black church and shoot down like 30 people in that church. And within one week, all the members of the church are in, in the courtroom screaming, we forgive you from across the room. I, I did. I, that's that's like that's baffling. That's a level of brainwashing that is beyond comprehension. So because black people are so magical, they know that no matter how much they upset you right now, Yo, they're, they're giving this money to the Afghans and everything else and kind of ignoring you, not even taking your phone calls. Dr. Claude Anderson can't get the Biden administration on the phone. They made a lot of promises to Ice Cube back in the day uh, they, 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 that they eventually broke. And, um, and uh, it, you know, but, but, they, but they know that no matter how much they ignore you, that they can find a way to manipulate you emotionally to get you to give them your vote. If they scare you enough, that they tell you, if they, if they scream loud enough, that the Republicans are going to kill everybody and put you back in slavery, you'll believe them. If they make you believe that not voting for the Democrats means you're going to die, like they did. Think about this, right? A year ago, um, you had these magical things suddenly appear. Suddenly, a year ago, you had Black Lives Matter protesters all through the street. All of that is gone. You had everybody convincing you that you're on the brink of death because of this virus, even though there's a 99.8% survival rate. Uh, a lot of that's toned down. I watch college football games this weekend where the stands are full of people now. Now everything's kind of getting back to normal, even though we got some issues, but still pretty much getting back to normal. Uh, they also convinced you that getting rid of Donald Trump was the most important thing in the world. That that literally that literally not getting Trump out of office meant you're you were all going to die. Like literally that, that it was going to be over for you, that Trump was going to do something terrible. He's going to show up at your house and 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 shoot your sister in the foot or whatever. Right. This this is all a game. This is all a poker game. They play poker games with you. And the poker game is let's we're going to be completely logical, but we're going to um, get you to be as emotional as we can get you to be. Now, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. If you have not done it yet, please hit that uh, button right now. Uh, Also, uh, voicewalkins.com is where you can go if you want to go get free stuff from us and our team. We really want to help you. Uh, we have a government right here. Like literally, when I think about what we're doing in this space, in the black independent space, we are the government. We're not looking to anybody else to save us. Uh, I'm not even, I ain't even got time to be mad at white people. Seriously. I, I, I applaud them for protecting their own. I applaud them for handling their business. I applaud them for getting what they can right now. I want you to get what you can. So feel free to go to boyswalkins.com. Then also this really annoying shirt that I wear. Like I wear the shirt where I literally let people know very clearly, like I'm not voting for anybody's political party except for my own. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just a black man. Um, and, and that to me is what it means to be black first in my view. Part of, part of being black first means that I don't care if you vote for the Democrats. I don't care if you vote for the Republicans. Um, all I care about is that in every election you vote for yourselves. Vote for yourselves. Stop voting for other people and letting other people 
decide what the fate of your community is going to be. You are not children. You are not children. So, so, so let me, let me keep going. And by the way, you can go to wokeblacktees.com if you want to get a shirt like that. Feel free to do that. All right. So, so, so here's the other deal with the, with the Biden thing. Uh, if you want to know the specifics of the $6 billion that he's given to the Afghan refugees, um, I did a little quick math. Um, I was reading on Axios.com, which if I'm not mistaken, Axios is pretty neutral. They give good information and uh, and I have a lot of respect for what they do. It, uh, it looks like they do solid research. So according to Axios.com, um, Axios claims that <clears throat> the Biden administration is bringing into the country about 37,000 uh, Afghan refugees, about 37,000 Afghan refugees. Now, I want to make this clear also that this is not anti anybody. I'm not anti Afghans. I'm not, I am not on any level uh, seeking to uh, say, oh, Afghans are terrible people and that, you know, and stereotyping them and all this other stuff. They've been through a lot. They have been through a lot. So, so, so I, I support the Afghan people uh, for the most part, but I also support my own. So here's a little map that Axios put together. Give me a yes in the chat if you can see this map. And it shows you where the Afghan refugees are, are going per state. Uh, the darker blue means that they're taking more refugees in other states. So you see here, uh, Texas and California are taking the most, right? Um, it, uh, up here, Washington, they're taking quite a few, 1,679. California, 5,300. Because, you know, California, they that, that's just a weird-ass state, man. I wouldn't want to ever live there. Y'all, y'all just weird in California. Um, Kentucky, my home state, about 850. Uh, this is Indiana right here. Indiana's taking a pretty low number. Illinois, where I live, where I live is uh, 860, right? So you can see the different states and the number of refugees are taken in. Now, now here's, here's the deal with, with the uh, Afghan refugee situation. Basically, um, if you take the $6 billion, this is some quick math that I did. Uh, and I don't know if this math applies all the way around the block, but this is the math that I did. If you take the $6 billion and divide it by 37,000 people, if I'm not mistaken, um, and it'd be really embarrassing if I did the math wrong because I taught math at the University of Kentucky. Uh, if you divide 6 billion by 37,000, you get $162,162 per person. So so let, let's, let's, let's stick a pin in that real quick. All right, so uh, 6 billion divided by 37,000 is 162,162 dollars Per Afghan refugee, right? Per person. All right. Now, um, let me ask y'all a question. If they wrote checks to everybody right now, everybody in the black community for $162,000, do you think you could find something to do with that money? I mean, what would that, would that be an amount of money that would change your life? If I wrote you a check right now for $162,162, um, would that make your life better? How would you feel if I wrote you a check like that? Dorothea says, yes. Uh, okay, I see. I saw OMG. <laughs> Ward Eric, I see Brian says, hell yeah. Kalisha says, OMG, yes. Yeah, well, you know, so 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 when you look at it like that, you know, are we wrong to be a little pissed off? Are we wrong to kind of look, you know, give Biden the side eye? Are we wrong to say, hey, man, what about us? I'm not even mad at the Afghans getting their money. God bless them. You know, uh, you know, let's just be clear. Some of the Afghan refugees really they they were duped too. They were fooled by the American government also. You know, they literally like did they made a tragic mistake many of them by aligning with a government that has historically broken its commitments to people all around the world. They didn't just do this. They're not just screwing black people. They're screwing the planet. 
They're screwing the plan. That's why America is not a country that's going to last very long. There, so many things America does right now politically are so ridiculously, tragically stupid that this country, I would be stunned if America's around 200 years from today. I really would. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm be honest with you. I, we don't invest in our kids. We don't want to educate our children so our kids are going to grow up and be stupid. Uh, we, we don't put our money toward the things that matter, like actually uh, you know, taking care of our veterans. We send our veterans off to bullshit wars so they can get their legs blown off, and then we act like they never did anything for us, which is crazy to me because because I'll tell you what, if I was president, I would say, look, anybody who puts their life on the line for this country gets a check for a hundred grand a year for life. They, if you are brave enough, shout out to the soldiers and the veterans. You will never hear me disrespect veterans on this platform because anybody who disrespects a veteran, I dare you to go and put a gun in your hand and put your life on the line for, for somebody else. Seriously. So, so just so just stop it, right? Uh, we, we do so many other things. The government the debt, the debt level is $28 trillion. You're not going to pay that back. We owe about $228,000 per taxpayer. Um, and, and most people, a lot of people can't even get like $1,000 together to like get their car fixed. So how are you going to pay a, nearly a quarter million dollars in, in, in government debt by the time you're done? You're not. It's, it's just not going to happen. So, so long story short, America's policies are just so tragically bad that it, it, I, I'm, I don't know how the country is going to survive. Um, they go around the world and, and they set up these fake prop governments. They do exactly what they did in Afghanistan. They pay attention now. We went to Afghanistan. We spent 20 years in Afghanistan, spent $2 trillion, got Afghan people to believe in us. And then we decided, eh, we, we just don't want to do this anymore. We, we, we're, about, we're about to roll out, y'all. So good luck. And next thing you know, you have people in Afghanistan flooding the airport, climbing. You know, the poor kids grabbed onto the airplane. Didn't anybody see that way? Grabbed on two of them grabbed onto the airplanes as the airplane would take, was taken off and, and then fell to their death because they were so scared of the Taliban. Right. And, and so, so you, you had no business over in that country. But for some reason, you decided because we're white and we're Americans, we could do whatever the hell we want. Now you've got enemies all over the world. Every time you go to fight terrorism, you create more terrorists. <laughs> every single time you go, every time America declares war on anything now, we lose. We declare war on drugs, we created more drug addicts, and we created a mass incarceration epidemic of, of massive proportions. Seriously. Uh, we declare war on uh, on terror. Now we got more terrorists. Uh, we, we, we've never declared a war on poverty. Uh, because we just, you know, end up creating more poor people. Inequality's never been greater. We declare war on this virus. The virus is still out there. The virus is like, hey, y'all, <laughs> like I'm just mutating. Like you ain't gonna get rid of me, right? And, and really, here's the deal. Here's the thing. And I, this is where I'm gonna put on my finance professor hat. And I want you to understand every single one of these so-called fake wars—the war on drugs, war on terror, war on this virus. In the backdrop of all this, the reason that it's all getting messed up is because it's usually not really a war on anything. It's the development of an economy. All this is capitalism is driving that bus every single time. When there's a war on terror, defense contractors are making billions of dollars. That's why we they were happy to go to Afghanistan and waste people's time for 20 years and then abandon Afghanistan, just like the fall of Saigon, just like they did in Iran when the Shah, you know, where they were they propped up a fake government for 25 years and had everybody in Iran wanting to kill all the Americans, just like they did in Nicaragua, just like they did in parts of Africa. These are just modernized versions of colonialism. 
right? Capitalist colonialism. Okay, these people over here have resources. Let's go over here and extract the resources and pretend like we have some other mission when really at the end of the day, the goal is to make money. So the war on drugs was a failure for you because you're black and your uncle and your daddy and your sister went to prison or or your, 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 your cousin got hooked on dope, right? So it was a tragedy for you, but it wasn't a tragedy for them. It was a win for them because billions of dollars were made in the war on drugs. Uh, the, the war on terror made billions of dollars for defense contractors, right? The war on the virus has made billions of dollars for big pharma. They don't really care about winning the war. They just want the war to exist, right? So so ultimately, the Afghans that are coming here, I have no ill will toward those people whatsoever. I don't want this to be interpreted as anti-anybody. This is really just a pro-black conversation. I'm really talking to black people. I mean, other people are going to listen in because, you know, COINTEL pros everywhere. People, you know, they, they spy on black people that actually have real solutions. Like they spy on black people who are not stupid. If I was stupid, they wouldn't care. But but but, but I know I'm not stupid. I might be a jerk sometimes, but I'm not a stupid man. And uh, and and so 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 we know COINTEL pros listening. We know that white people like to just be involved in whatever we're doing that's interesting because we're magical and special like that. We're just interesting people. But But really, I'm talking to my black folks in terms of saying, uh, are you going to love yourself as much as you love everybody else? Right. Be one to me means putting yourself at the top of the priority list and not apologizing for that, saying, look, I want to save the world. Yes, we, we do want to save the world. But before we save the world, we must save ourselves. Before I go save the kids down the street, I got to save the kids in my own house. Before I go and take care of you, I got to take care of me. Now, that's something that you have to practice thinking because that is completely inconsistent with the slave mentality that you were given for the last 400 years. Stop being political and economic slaves. Stop being political and economic side chicks. Stop letting them use you as political and economic hoes because hoes get played every time. All right. So do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, please do that. We're building black owned media. And uh, and also, um, if you want to support the platform, uh, we do have a Patreon. I'll put it up here. It's uh, it's intelligentblackpeople.com. So feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. Uh, that's the URL on the screen. Somebody type it in so other people can see it. And also on October 29th, that weekend, we're having the All Black National Convention in Orlando, Florida. We have about 40 experts in the black community in all different areas of, of, of black intelligence. Uh, we have relationship experts that can help you get your family and your marriage right so that you're not losing tons of money in divorce court or going from baby daddy to baby daddy and, and ending up in poverty because of that. So Dr. Adrian Carter, my wife, Dr. Alicia are going to be there to help with that. We're bringing in people like King Randall, who's, who's bought tons of acres of land and Jay Morrison, a real estate expert who knows all about real estate, how you can actually own land and own property. We're bringing in people like Jade Arendelle from Fly Newbie and Queen, uh, who's extremely smart. My sister, uh, Latangel, Dr. Latangel Watkins is a medical doctor. We talk about black health, Queen of Fua. Queen of Fua is a, an extraordinary health expert that can help you actually have a healthy immune system instead of thinking that you need jabs and pills in order to get to order in order to be okay. Uh, Teddy Ewing, who's a crypto expert, brother Nuri Muhammad from the Nation of Islam, who's an expert on all things black and intelligent. Vicki Dillard, we're bringing her by. Nathaniel Jordan, the Minister of Wellness, Dr. Charm Timms. We have a long list of black experts in a multitude of areas that are coming together and convening at the All Black National Convention. Everything from crypto experts to relationship experts to experts on politics and beyond. And the conversations are, are, are completely uncensored. And the goal is to get to the solution that's going to help our people. So if you'd like to come down, I hope you'll go to allblacknationalconvention.com. I hope you will bring your family. We have an entire educational track for children. We have speed dating. We have speed networking. 
all the things that you need in order to be a successful, happy black person. That's our goal. So feel free to go to allblacknationalconvention.com. The URL is on the screen. Bring your family, bring your church group, uh, bring your investment club. Uh, the more the merrier. All right. Last point I want to make on this. Here's the deal. Um, if you uh, if you look at this uh, whole Afghan situation, one other thing that comes to mind to me with Biden, you know, writing this check for six billion dollars to take care of people who don't even live here. Um, one question I really asked I, 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 that came to mind when I was thinking about this whole you know refugee immigrant thing is, does anybody know what happened to all those Haitian people that were at the border? Does anybody know? I mean, give me a yes or no. Does anybody know what happened to all those Haitians? Um Jay Morrison, I talked to Jay Morrison recently. I came to Atlanta. We had a meeting and I and I, I talked to him when he was going down to the border to um, to address what was going on with um, <clears throat> with the Haitians uh, at the border. And one thing Jay said to me that was really surprising and almost disturbing to me was he was there and there's all these people and they wouldn't release any information about what they were doing with these people. Um, you know what the plan was for these people. None of that. And then he said he came back the next day and all those people were gone. Like literally just disappeared. Now, I mean, that's a Scooby-Doo mystery for your ass right there. Like I'm sitting there trying to say like, what happened to all the black people? Like, where did they go? Like, where's Waldo? Like I, I, that was really surprising to me that literally all these people could just vanish and disappear. And I, I'm curious to know, were they released in the United States? Were they sent to Mexico? Um, did they, um, get sent back to Haiti? I don't think, I mean, they were flying them like a couple dozen at a time or something back to Haiti. I don't think they flew all of them back to Haiti and didn't tell nobody. Um, did they put them in Guantanamo Bay? I think Jade Arendelle actually, uh, mentioned that. So, so, and here's the other point that's interesting and shout out to Sonny Hostin on the view for bringing this point up. Um, you know, how is it that on one hand, you know, the, these Haitian people at the border are a complete nuisance. You're trying to get rid of them. You know, you, you, you just treat them almost like rodents, but yet you're literally rolling out the red carpet and signing a check for $6 billion or AKA $162,162 per person for people from Afghanistan. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not hard to know that there's a, a clear difference in the skin tone of an Afghan and a, um, a, a Haitian. And uh, Dr. Claude Anderson in books like Black Labor, White Wealth, if you go back, and we're actually reading that book every week in the, in the book club, uh, feel free to, to join us on Wednesday nights. In Black Labor, White Wealth, Dr. Claude Anderson shows that uh, immigration policy historically has been biased in favor of people with lighter skin. Uh, when they set the, the initial immigration policies of about a little over 100 years ago, they literally said, if you're from England or France or whatever, you can you, we'll take as many as you can deliver as many as you can deliver then they as, as the skin tone got darker the number of immigrants in the quota got lower and then when they got down to africa the quota was zero they literally allowed zero people to come to america from africa that did not change until i think the 1960s so you can't tell me for one second that there's not a difference in the way the haitians were treated versus the afghans that did not relate to skin tone that's an American tradition. That's something they've always done. And so I think it's very important as black people that, again, I know I can't get Joe Biden on the phone. He, he don't talk to black people like me. Uh, he only talks to people like Cardi B. Um, uh, I, I know that this may not change people's minds, and I'm not here to try to do that. I'm, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm here to simply ask you right now to stick a pin in that. Stick a pin in how you feel right now. And I want you to go back to that, that moment when they ask you for your vote in the next election. I want you to stick a pin 
in what they're doing right now. And I want you to go back to that every time you become somehow persuaded to believe that old Uncle Joe has changed his stripes. I want you to stick a pin in what I'm saying to you because I sat next to Ice Cube and me and him talked many, many times as he was challenging the Biden and the Trump administrations to do more for black people. And we and most of our resistance came from black people. I want to make that clear. Most of our a lot of our resistance came from black people who are paid surrogates. And that. Now, forgive them for they know not what they do. These people may not be um, the brightest uh, bulbs on the tree. Uh, these people may not be uh, aware of how they're being used and manipulated. These people may actually truly in their heart of hearts believe they're doing the right thing. I don't agree with that. And let me just tell you, when I was sitting with Ice Cube and we were talking and ex expressing our frustrations, one of the things that we thought was really, really intriguing is that he got more rejection from the Biden administration than he did from the Trump administration. It was actually the Trump the Trump team that wanted to meet with him. Now, sure, they were doing it because they were desperate for votes. They thought they were going to lose the election, so they were looking to do anything to get to get black votes from the Democrats. We, we know this, but, but that was really stunning. And then the Biden administration, I guess assuming that Ice Cube and his team were just stupid, literally said dumb things that you would only say to a dumb person like, hey, let, well, why don't we just talk after the election? Vote for us first, and then and then we'll talk after you vote for us, right? Like that, you know, you know, like that guy in the frat house is like, come on, baby, just give me, just have sex with me first, and then we can talk about our relationship, right? All right, ladies, would that work? Like, hey, just come on, let's just do this. Let's get it out the way. Let me just stick it in a little bit, and then and then after that's over, we'll talk about all the other stuff that you want from me, right? Is that does that is that a good policy, ladies? Like, tell me, I don't know, does that work? <laughs> Did that work for you in college, right? No, no it, it only worked for the, the girl who was a little bit slow, or maybe. She was maybe she was maybe she just wanted to get some. That's okay. It's okay to be a hoe. I'm not judging that either. But the point of the matter is that that I don't think um, that that being political and economic hoes has been working for us as black people. I think that that's left us sitting there, lonely, empty, and abandoned, and uh, ending up in a worse place than we were before. And if you look at most indicators of black progress in America since integration, they've all gone down. If you look at black wealth since integration. It has declined. If you look at uh, the education of black children since integration, it has gotten worse. If you look at black family status since integration, it has absolutely been obliterated. So tell me, where's the win, black people? Where's the win? There's been no win. There's been no win. So stop lying to me and telling me that uh, that that everything's OK and that we're better off than we were before, because I just firmly don't believe that. And I believe that we need a different solution. So um, I'm going to go. My wife is waiting for me. She and she's beautiful, so I do whatever she says because I think she's the most gorgeous woman on the planet. And um, and so I am gonna say also thank you to everybody in Atlanta who uh, we worked with, who hosted us while we were here. Shout out to the Black House uh, down uh, in South Atlanta, run by Jane Ernestine Morrison. I love the Black House. Y'all gotta go visit. Uh, also, the All Black National Convention happens the weekend of October 29th. Uh, you can uh, attend digitally, but it's digital is not the same as physical because you can't we can't bring you into every single event. Uh, but we are having a B1 ball. We're having an awards show. We're having speed dating. We're having political uh, panels. We're having keynote speeches from people like Vicki Dillard, Dr. Claude Anderson, Queen of Fuwa, Nuri Muhammad. We're having uh, extraordinary deep discussions about crypto. We have discussions about the black athlete, Olympian um, Ronnie Baker, who was just in the Olympics, who got fifth in the men's 100 meter dash is coming through in our discussions about the black athlete. Another brother, sports agent named Andre Odom, who represents some big name athletes is going to be there. We're also bringing uh, Jeff along with Jeff Lightsey Jr. from Ball Sports. We're bringing in people that are experts in health. 
uh, from Queen of Ford on down, who can talk to you about healthy immune systems and ways that you can break away from big pharma. Because in America, 70, I think 70 million people in America are connected to some sort of mind altering drug that is not healthy. Big pharma doesn't really care about you. We know this, right? So ultimately, as black people, I think that we have to solve our own problems, come up with our own solutions, figure out the best way to raise our own kids, figure out the best way to build our community. So that's what the convention is all about. I hope you'll come out allblacknationalconvention.com. That's the URL. And of course, uh, you guys know that you can go to voicewalkins.com. If you want to get a free copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar and also get free stuff from us in the Black Business School. So uh, that's that's my conversation for today. I hope that this helps you. And again, uh, I am not anti-Afghan at all. I just am very pro-Black and that's what that's about. And I'm not going to apologize for that. So God bless you guys. Have a great day. I'm out of here. Love you. See you soon. Peace. Here we are, clandisms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.